Welcome to the New Beginnings Church Podcast, home to the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Tom Burke. New Beginnings Church is located in Henderson County, North Carolina. To learn more about us, visit our website at www.newbeginningsofhendersonville.org, follow us on Instagram at NBCHville, and like our Facebook page, New Beginnings World Outreach Center. Amen, amen, amen. I hope you heard that. Through one of the toughest times in my life, God gave me that song. I mean, God gave me that song. And I used to crank that thing up. I mean, it just, I would be going to Kings Mountain. I would be in the, I would be here. I would be in multiple places and I would crank that thing. When I like songs, I crank them up. I mean, I crank them up and I used to call certain people in my family, I think, and put the phone down near it, and uh, um, everything's going to be all right. We give him all of our troubles, all of our cares. Jesus. He's our life. He's our light. He'll direct our paths day by day. Whatever you're facing, whatever you may face next week or later on in life, I want you to always know. Everything's going to be all right. God is in control. If you have a Bible with you today, I want to start the book of Acts chapter 1 today. Acts chapter 1. I hope you're still kind of having an afterglow of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I hope you're still kind of on a spiritual high for that because that was actually a high time. Uh, there when Jesus died. It was a special time there at Passover. And uh, I, I want you to know today that uh, uh, we're the beneficiaries. That's right. I said we're the beneficiaries uh, uh, in uh, Jesus's will. We're the beneficiaries there. And uh, uh, through his death, his burial, and his resurrection, and his will was called that New Covenant, and it's called the Bible. And this Bible gives us access and some promises uh, uh, now to us uh, because there was a resurrection. Just remember this. Had there only been a death and a burial, we would not have salvation. We, we would not have healing. We would not have deliverance. We would not have the Holy Spirit helping us. We would not have anything that we have today. It wouldn't be because the work was not completed. But the work was completed uh, as Jesus was raised from the dead. And that made it all available. Acts chapter 1 today, beginning verse 1. Acts chapter 1 today, beginning verse 1. Uh, many people believe Luke is the writer of this book of Acts. <clears throat> and uh, he's saying here in verse 1, in the former account, this is in the Amplified, in the former account which I prepared, O Theophilus, I made a continuous report dealing with all the things which Jesus began to do in the former account. Uh, as he just meticulously went down. Uh, and I'm thankful. I'm so thankful for everything Jesus has done for you. And I hope you spend time every day of your life thanking Jesus uh, for what he did for us. Thanking Jesus that he continued to go through all he went through. 
all the chief priests, the elders, the scribes, all the different religious people and leaders of the time, they were jealous of him. And uh, they had kind of had things set up, and they, they, they were in positions, and they knew that uh, when Jesus came and when he taught, he was exposing their hypocrisies, uh, called them white at sepulchers, full of dead men's bones. Outwardly, you appear righteous. Inwardly, you're full of dead men's bones. He exposed all their hypocrisies. And uh, they, they, they feared their losing their positions. <laughs> they feared losing all those positions and all those big names and all that uh, uh, looking up to them that the people did. And, uh, and I'm thankful that Jesus came in, stepped in, and showed people what was really important. So all that Jesus did uh, began to do and to teach my goodness, you, you ought to start doing a teaching, uh, a study on uh, Jesus' teaching. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Just take one at a time, one chapter a day, however you want to do it, and just study the teachings of Jesus. I mean, it's just powerful. And he said that uh, uh, I did that until the day in which Jesus was taken up after that he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. And I just want to remind you right now that you are born again. You're not facing anything that you ever face if you're raising a child or children, uh, if you're in a marriage, uh, if you're a Christian CEO, if you're a Christian worker, plant manager, whatever position you may hold in the workforce, uh, in life, you may be single, I want you to know today, you are not alone. You're not doing what you're doing alone. You're not going through what you're going through alone. You may feel alone, but that's just a lie. You're not alone. You ought to replace that thought quickly with God's word that says, I will never leave you, nor forsake you, even unto the end. You say, but I feel alone. But you're not alone. That's feeling. That's a wrong thought. You need to pull down and stop any thoughts that don't align with God's word whether they be good or bad. If those thoughts don't align with God's word and those thoughts are bringing you sorrow, sadness, uh, uh, all kind of bad results, stop the thought. Don't keep thinking it. Why would you keep doing that? Stop the thought and replace it with what God's word says and keep doing it over and over and over until you finally break that thought away from you and keep your mind focused on what God's Word says. That ought to be your focus. What does the Bible say about this? And remember, as a man thinketh in his heart, his mind, his soul, so is he. I want to try to get you to think correctly. And that's thinking in alignment with God's Word. No matter what. You've been given the power of the Holy Spirit to help you do that every moment of every day. Replace the thoughts through the help of the Holy Spirit with God's Word.
and watch God's word transform your circumstance. It's a war. You and I are in a war. Jesus was in a war. But you overcome. We overcome. We're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb. Don't forget the blood. Don't forget the blood of Jesus. Don't forget the whole armor of God. Don't forget the help of the Holy Spirit every day. Use this word. This word is called the sword of God. Use this sword of the Spirit to bring you victory every day of your life. Amen. It said, until the day in which he was taken up. After that, he threw the Holy Spirit. I want you to know today that Jesus said, it's expedient for me to go away. This is, this is in John 16, by the way. If I don't go away, uh, the Holy Spirit won't come. But if I go away, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you, and he won't just be with you. He shall be in you. Hallelujah. Oh, the blessed Holy Spirit. I couldn't make it without him every day of my life. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit, you'll always know when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, being led by the Holy Spirit, when you're being spiritually minded, all these are in the scripture, Galatians and Romans. When, when, when the Holy Spirit is active with you, you'll always know it because then Galatians 5.22 will manifest. You say, what does that say, Pastor? Check it out. Look it up. But it says basically that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, humbleness, meekness, goodness, kindness, faith. You, you read it. When you see those things, you know that you're still abiding in Christ. You're staying filled with the Holy Spirit, led by the Holy Spirit. Uh, but when you see the opposite, then you know you're not, and you need to stop right then. Just stop right then. Just say, I'm just tore up. No, stop. You don't have to be tore up over anything. You don't have to be worried about anything. You don't have to have fear over anything. You say, but the doctor said, who, who created the doctor? But I feel this in my body. What does the Bible say about it? Whose report will you believe? You know, I saw a, uh, uh, a report uh, online uh, that over a half a million people have recovered from this COVID virus. Over 500,000 people. Over 550,000 people. And at the time this was actually posted, on uh, April 17th apparently, uh, there had been over 100,000 recoveries in the last 72 hours leading up to the 17th. A hundred thousand people have recovered just in those three days and a total number of over 550,000 people have recovered from this virus. I hope you heard that. Did you hear that? Over 550,000 people recovered. I gave you a testimony of a Christian man that had it. Uh, when the doctors gave up on him, he's recovered. They couldn't explain it. I can Jesus. Jesus is working through all this. God is working through all this. Over five, but do you hear that on uh, 
Uh, different news feeds, I could call them out. They'd probably shut me down on air right now if I started doing that. I could call them all out. They're, they're just, uh, the news is half-truths. It's some's lies. Uh, I could call them out. There's at least five, six, seven right now I could call out. And, uh, and, and, and I've seen none of that. What I just reported to you came off of a station down in Greenville, South Carolina, chapter, uh, Channel 7. And a WSPA, I believe it is. Over 550,000 people as of April 17th. And at that time, in the last 72 hours of that time, over 100,000 in three days had recovered. I want you to know Jesus is working. I, I want you to know whatever circumstance you're facing, Jesus is working. You might not can feel it. You might not can see it. But he never stops. He never stops. I may play that song next week. He never stops. He never stops. He's faithful. He's trustworthy. Call on him. Pray to him. We're, we're going to get to that hopefully here today. I want to show you this. That once Jesus left, he has empowered the believers with the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit that was in Jesus. The same Holy Spirit that helped Jesus, the same Holy Spirit that Romans 8 says raised Jesus from the dead. The same Holy Spirit, He's in you. Do you know who the Holy Spirit is? God. <laughs> the Bible said in John 4, God is a spirit. They that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. That's God's spirit in you. That's right, the creator of all the world. It's his spirit that is in you to empower you, to strengthen you, to help you, to lead you, to guide you, to direct you. Oh, my. It said, until the day in which he was taken up, after that he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive. After his passion, by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days after he was raised from the dead, Jesus was alive on the earth 40 days. And in many places, I mean, I could run through a couple places with you uh, just because I happen to have them down uh, many places. I'll hit just a couple of them for you. Uh, Mark 16, and you, you, can, you can take notes or just listen as I read. You can look it up if you'd like. Mark 16, uh, after the first day of the week, Jesus uh, was raised from the dead. Uh, and the... And the uh, Angels had just spoken to those that had come to the tomb there and saw that uh, he was alive. Uh, one of them was Peter, by the way. And uh, it said in verse 9, Mark 16, verse 9, Now when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first. Not second or third. Who did he appear to first? First, he appeared to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven demons. 
And she went and told the apostles that had been with him as they mourned and wept. And they, when they heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. <laughs> they believed not. They believed not. I want to ask you, do you believe God? Who's your final authority in life? People or God's Word? I'd make God's Word and what God says to you the final authority. That's where I'd put my faith. That's where my faith is. Said so they believe not. After that, he appeared in another form. <laughs> another form. We're going to come to another form too one day. We're going to put off this corruptible and we're going to put on the incorruptible. We're going to put on a whole other body too one day. They couldn't even, re they couldn't even recognize Jesus because he had his new body. It said that uh, he appeared in another form, uh, verse 12, unto two of them as they walked uh, in the country. That was on the Emmaus Road. Uh, then afterward, Verse 14, afterward he appeared to the leaven as they sat at meat or at dinner, at food. They were sitting there eating. And he upbraided them for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. I want to ask you, do you believe what I'm reading today? Do you really believe it? Do you know your faith will be put to the test through testings and trials? You say, Pastor, I probably failed more of the test than I've passed. Just keep going because the test will keep coming from time to time. And it'll build your faith and it'll build your trust in God. And you'll keep growing day by day through all these tests. Luke 24. Luke 24. Just remember, you're not alone in the test. It's just your decision who you're going to believe. Will you believe God, his word, or people, or circumstance, or what you see, or what you hear, or what you feel, more than what God's word says? I'm going to believe what God's word says and make those other circumstances come into alignment with what God's word says through continuing to believe God, to pray to God, and to keep God's word and not the circumstances coming out of my mouth. Luke 24, uh, around verse 15. And there at 15, he's talking about when he met the guys on the Emmaus Road and he talked with them. That's one of the times there. Uh, verse 34, uh, they testified about him appearing to Simon or to Peter. Uh, and then uh, verse uh, 36, it says, And as they were speaking, Jesus stood in the midst of them and said, Peace be unto you. He just went right through the walls and the doors. He didn't even open a door. His new body could go right through. But they, went, they were terrified and affrighted. Suppose that they'd seen a spirit. Don't, don't, don't be like Simon when he was on the water. 
He was walking on water. Jesus was walking on the water. And Simon said, Lord, if it be you, cause me to walk on the water. Jesus said, come. So Simon came out on the water, but it said when he started looking at the waves and the wind, then he began to sink. Don't keep your eyes on things that don't line up with the Bible. Keep your eyes, your ears, your mind, your thoughts, your words lined up with what God's Word says. God wants you to experience abundant life, overcoming life. He wants to see you victorious every day of your life. He wants you to have joy every day, peace of God every day. He wants you to know that as that song said we did earlier, it is going to be all right. Whatever you're facing, you say, I've got uh, high blood pressure. I, I, I've got uh, uh, sugar levels. I've got triglyceride. I, I've got, uh, the doctors say, I've got this. I've got that. What does Jesus say? Well, what does Jesus say? Who's got the final authority in your life? I'd start putting this word in my mouth, get it out of my mouth, get it into my mind. I'd start putting it in every day and let God's word come to pass. I'm just thankful that there was people that believed God when the doctor said that that Christian was going to die. They'd done all they could do that people kept praying and God healed that man and he's healed as healed as I am today. Hallelujah. It said they were terrified. But when Peter started sinking, he said, Lord, save me. And the Lord was there. Whatever you're going through, you're not going through it alone. Even if you start to sink, Jesus is right there to help you. Just call on him today. Let him come through and lift you back up today. Let him tell you it's going to be all right. Let him tell you what the Bible says. Let him let him, let him, let him, let him. Jesus said to him in verse 36, Why are you troubled? Do you know that John says, the Gospel of John 14 verse 1 says, Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. You can control whether you're troubled or not troubled. You and I control that. Let not your heart be troubled. Why are you troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Why, why do we allow thoughts that don't line up with God's word to rule and reign in our mind and bring unscriptural results? He's asking them the same thing. Why do thoughts arise in your heart? Why are you troubled? Behold my hands. Look at my hands. Look at my feet. It's, it's myself. Handle me. See, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones as you see me have. And when he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they believed not yet for joy and wondered, he said unto them, Have you here any food? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish. I always wondered why I like broiled fish so much. Broiled fish and a honeycomb. I told you last week, my granddaddy used to just love honey, but it was always in a jar with honeycomb. He had it at his general store, Hill's general store there in his flat rock, 50 years. And he took it and did eat before them. He took it and ate right before them. That's another time, John chapter 20. John chapter 20. I want to ask you, has Jesus ever come through for you? He may not have physically come uh, there in your house uh, 
but as he's come through many people throughout the world, and as, he's, as he came with uh, Saul in the book of Acts, he came as a bright light. And he spoke. And many people in the Middle East right now, they found out Allah doesn't have the answer. They found out that uh, 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 no idols have the answer. Uh, they found out, and so they said, Jesus, if you're real. You know, Jesus is in the Quran. And so they said, Jesus, if you're real, could you help us? And immediately, he's been coming for years now in people's homes as a bright light there in the Middle East. And I'm telling you, there's a revival in the Middle East. Uh, Turkey, Iran, that's right, Iran. I saw a pastor interviewed uh, in Istanbul, Turkey, uh, and he said that he was over, it was more than a dozen house churches in Iran. And they're jam-packed because they're hungry for the truth. And they found out Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Even where they repress people and, and try to uh, uh, force them to, to reject Jesus and Christianity. Uh, and even as they did, those children in Iraq, ISIS did. And the children said, no, we're not going back. We're going to stay with Jesus. Uh, ISIS killed them. Uh, and uh, uh, did you see what happened to ISIS? It wasn't long after that. ISIS had a turn for the worse. Why? God stands up for his people. God crushed ISIS there. And, uh, uh, you know, you've you, you got to be careful before you touch one of God's people. And those were children. Those were young people. And I guarantee you, uh, those people that did that, I hope they got born again. I hope they got born again or they're still alive so they can get born again. If not, I know where they're uh, going. And it's not, not going to be with Jesus. And it won't be with Allah either because there won't be a bunch of uh, uh, women. Uh, it's not going to be. And he said in John 20, uh, in about verse 16, uh, where Mary was there at the tomb, uh, and she didn't uh, uh, recognize the new body there and, uh, uh, and didn't recognize Jesus at the tomb. She thought it was a gardener, verse 15 says. But then Jesus spoke and said, Mary. He used his regular voice there, not a new voice, his regular voice. And I just love that she responded because she knew his voice. Do you know the voice of the Lord today? Do you know the voice of the Holy Spirit today? He's speaking. He's trying to lead us, guide us, and direct us in these days in everything we're facing and going to face. God will lead us, guide us, and direct us. This is not taking God uh, by, uh, uh, he, he's, not, he's not amazed by what's happening. God already knew all this would happen. But I promise you, he's going to turn it all around for good. You watch what I'm telling you. Habakkuk 1 and 5 will happen. God's going to do a work in these last days. I, I promise you, there's going to be a move of God. There's going to be a revival. There's going to be good results. And I mean, they're going to be uh, multiplied when we get back into the house of God. I tell you, people are going to be so excited about getting back in the house of God that their revivals will break loose. I pray that you'll start having a revival individually. I've been having a revival, a brand new revival, uh, ever since the resurrection. I'm just jumping, spinning, shouting every day. I, I, I just, I'm believing for greater things, uh, higher heights and deeper depths and greater manifestations of God. More souls being healed. 550,000 already been healed. How many times? 
I want you to be honest. How many times have you seen that on any news feed, any news item, any newspaper? How many times have you seen that? Probably your answer is zero. 550,000 have been recovered. They're healed now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, that's good news today. That's good news. That's good news. I'd focus on people recovering because Jesus is working. And he said there, uh, Mary, verse 16, she turned herself and saith unto Rabboni, which is to say master. And Jesus saith unto her, touch me not. That was his new body. He said, because I've not yet ascended to my father, but I go to my brethren and say, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend to my father and your father and to my God and to your God. And just so you know, she went and did it and they didn't believe. <laughs> they didn't believe. They didn't believe. I, I hope I'm preaching to some believing believers today. Believing believers today. Uh, chapter 21. Uh, he appeared to uh, Simon. Uh, and Thomas and all of them, as they were fishing, they tarried uh, all night. They brought nothing. Jesus told them in verse 6, he said, well, put your net now on the right side of the ship. They'd already tarried all night long, but they went ahead and did it. And it said, after they obeyed the word of the Lord, well, I tell you, we've got to be open to God's leading and the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit empowered life. The Holy Spirit led life. It's the Holy Spirit. He'll do it for you. He'll tell you what to do. It'll just be your hands, your feet, your mouth. But he'll help you. He'll, he'll guide you in life's path. He'll guide you out of trouble and into the blessing. I mean, he'll help you. He'll help you raise your children. He'll help you in your marriage. He'll help you running a company. He'll help you on your job. He'll help you in every area. Jesus is here to help you. I remember when I was working before I was a pastor, and I was working over at, uh, it's called Borg Warner now. It was Eaton when I was there. And I was a machine. I was a machinist. Uh, not like my buddy Vern, he, he may be listening to me in Tennessee. He's he's at a whole other level than I was. He was probably like in the equivalent of A machining. I was in the B machining, making parts for automobiles. And every night when a tool would run out and wear out, uh, I would start praying on the way to get a new tool. And I'd say, Lord, help me to know, do I go up? Do I go down? Do I get the same tool point? Tell me what to do. And if I heard correctly, which many times I did, it always worked, and that's on my job. I'm telling you, God wants to hear from you. That's why he said, cast all of your cares on me, for I care for you. No matter what you're facing with your children, with your life, in your marriage, in your finances, in your ministry, uh, in uh, running a company, uh, in, in, in whatever you're facing, pray, 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 pray. And then listen. Study your Bible. Then listen. I want to challenge us to begin to be better listeners and listen more than we even talk to God. <laughs> that's, a, that's what I said. I want to try to get us to begin to listen to God more than we even talk to God. And I promise you this, when you start listening, you're going to hear. 
And then you're going to get direction from God and you're going to see God do some amazing things. They listened and they obeyed there in uh, John chapter 20. And it said now uh, that they had so many fish uh, that they couldn't even hardly drag the net. And literally it told in verse 11 exactly to the number how many fishes they caught. 153. Wasn't 155, wasn't 700. It's 153. I just, God is so, I mean, it's just amazing. And but when they got there, uh, Jesus had already uh, had some food ready for them. And it said here in verse 14 that this was the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples. Then he had a conversation with Jonah. I want to ask you today, how many times have you known God came through for you? How many times have you felt the presence of the Lord when you were in a circumstance and you really needed him to be there? Over and over and over, for 40 days, Jesus showed himself to be alive. And I pray he's alive in your life today. If he's not alive today, he can be alive in your life through salvation. And I'm going to pray for you before this service is over today that you can be born again. And that this same Jesus, who wants the absolute best for you, this same Jesus who will manifest himself to you, this same Jesus who will strengthen you, lead you, guide you, help you, empower you, he'll do it for you too. When you become born again. You're not alone. Watch this. He said there in Acts 1 and verse 3. To whom also he showed himself alive. After his passion. After his death. By many infallible proofs. Being seen of them 40 days. And speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. That's what I'm teaching today. The kingdom of God. Do you know one scripture says the kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, peace in the Holy Ghost. That's in the book of Romans. The kingdom of God. You know, there's a lot of things being shaken right now in life. But there's one thing that Hebrews says won't ever be shaken. It's the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is, is, is it's, it's not shaken right now. God's not shaking and trembling, saying to Jesus, oh no, what are we going to do about this now? What are we going to do about that now? It's already been done. Just so you know, the works have been done from the foundation of the world. Now it's just all working out, and you're going to see a miraculous breakthrough. I guarantee those 550,000 people and that one man that was a Christian are so glad they're believing for Jesus right now. And uh, they believed Jesus. I, I know those people that were praying. They were just, their faith probably has skyrocketed right now in God and his healing power because it came through for their loved one that was about to die in man's hands. But not in Jesus' hands. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, he's a miracle worker. You ought to ask him today to help you in what you need for a miracle because he doesn't just miraculously heal. He can miraculously save. He can miraculously help you in financially. He can miraculously help you raising your kids. He can miraculously help you in your job. He wants to help you. Just call on him. Give him that open door. 
He said, in being assembled together with them, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. Wait for the promise of the Father, which saith Jesus, you have heard of me. Where did they hear that? That was one of the last things Jesus said after he would, had been raised from the dead in Luke 24. That was one of the last things that Jesus said in Luke 24, and it's verse 49. He said, Behold, I send the promise of my Father. I send. That's the Holy Spirit. I send the promise of my Father upon you, not in you when you get born again. But this is the baptism with the Holy Ghost. This is the baptism that even uh, John the Baptist talked about. Read it in your Bible sometime. It's uh, Matthew chapter 3 and uh, verse 11. John the Baptist said, Matthew 3 verse 11, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me, that's Jesus, is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. The Holy Ghost and with fire. Did you know when Jesus was water baptized, the Holy Spirit came on him and remained? I want you to know this is a need for the body of Christ today. To receive this in doing with power from on high. We need the power of God to make it day by day. We need the help of the Holy Spirit to make it day by day. You know, I used this scripture a couple weeks ago. I believe it's 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. This know that in the last days perilous, hard times shall come. Perilous times shall come. But you know what? Even though they're coming, happening now, and going to happen in the future, you're going to make it. Everything's going to be all right because your God's got a plan for you. You're not alone today. You won't go through it alone. You won't raise those children alone. You won't be alone. You won't have that marriage alone. You won't run that company alone. You won't do anything alone. Jesus is right there with you. The Holy Spirit will help you. It said, verse 49, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem. Why? What's going to be one of the results of being baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire? Until you be endued, until you be clothed, filled to overflowing, empowered, until you be endued with power power from on high. I'm talking Holy Spirit-led, Holy Spirit-empowered Christians that when things like this occur that we're facing in this world, that Holy Spirit-led, Holy Spirit-empowered Christians will be a bright light of Jesus to the unsaved and they'll say, how are you not troubled? How are you not worried? How are you not fearful? And then we'll be able to tell them what the Bible says. 
That's what Jesus said to them there. I read it earlier. Why, why, why are you imagining these things in your heart? Why are you troubled? We need to keep our focus on Jesus. The only time Simon started to sink as he was walking on water was when he looked at the circumstances instead of keeping his eyes on Jesus. That's when he began to sink. Let's refocus today. Let's focus back on Jesus first and our relationship with him. Number two, let's focus on our purpose. Don't get off focus and be focusing on this virus more than focusing on your relationship with Jesus and the purpose and the calling that God has for you. Because we've got to be like Paul and Jesus, where Paul said at the end of uh, 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3, could be 4, Paul said, I have finished my course. I have run my race. Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. Don't let this virus uh, take you away from, number one, your time with the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit every day in your relationship. Number two, don't let it take you from fulfilling the purpose and calling that God has for you. Being a witness for Jesus. Keep letting your light shine before men. That they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I love the food ministry. I'm still doing the food. Somebody asked me the other day, are you still doing the food ministry? Why would I quit? Why would I quit? There's people standing at the door. Before I even get to knock on the door, I know they're watching through the uh, blinds there because they open the door as soon as I get to it in my hand. I've, a couple of times I've had my hand up ready to knock, and the door opens. I said, how would y'all see that? I hadn't even knocked yet. And they said, we're waiting. Whew. They're waiting. They're waiting for the food. They're saying thank you daily, weekly, for the food in these times we're facing. They say thank you for the food. That's an open door for us to witness to the provision of Jesus. Oh, my goodness. We, we've got to continue to fulfill the purpose of God. You know, I came across this verse the other day in study. Uh, and it's quoting out of the Old Testament where God said, I'm looking for a man after my own heart who will fulfill all my will. I want to ask you this. Are you one of those that God's looking for today? Are you a man or woman after God's own heart? You know, God, you say, well, what does that mean, his own heart? He cared for those that were hurting the hungry, the sick. He healed them. The hungry, he fed them. Those that were bound, he set them free. Those that were hurting, he brought healing. There was a woman with her only son in a coffin on her way to bury the son, her only son. Jesus just happened there at the same time. Just happened. <laughs> he knew her pain. He showed up right on time. And he raised that son right out of the coffin. That son sat up. He was dead, just like Lazarus. He was dead. 
You think that woman believed in Jesus after that? You think she had joy unspeakable and full of glory? God wants to do miracles like that with you. When it seems like your dream, when it seems like everything is just about dead and gone and there's no hope, don't give up. If you're still breathing, God can still do a miracle. Even if you stop breathing, like Lazarus and this boy, God can do a miracle. I want you to know, you say, but uh, this, this circumstance in my life, it's just, there's no, there's no hope in it. There's no hope. I was sure God told me, if God told you, if it's God's will there, and you know it's God's will, nothing is impossible with God. Let him bring that dream back. Let him bring your fire, your hunger, your thirst. See, I believe in these days too, number three, uh, that number one, our relationship, our purpose and calling. But number three, I believe that God's going to bring us to a point in this time of more appreciation of God, more thankfulness, more trust in God, to where we are at a level of faith that how did that happen, God? Just one word. Oh, my, I tell you, you're not alone. God has empowered us. He knew we would need the help of the Holy Spirit. And he's provided the Holy Spirit to help you every day of your life. When they therefore were come together, verse 6, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the time or the season, which the Father hath put in his own power, but you shall receive power. Oh, my, it's the same power that Jesus walked in, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses. That's one of the results of the baptism with the Holy Spirit is you will want to be witnesses for Jesus, and you will be more effective witnesses for Jesus than ever before. People need to hear why you are not afraid, why you have hope. Of both of me in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld him. Just think now, they're talking to Jesus face to face. He was taken up. Do you know that 1 Thessalonians 5 says there's going to be some Christians that at the return of Jesus, they're going to be alive at the return of Jesus, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Uh, they will have gone through a whole lot of stuff, but at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it said, And those who are alive and remain at the coming of the Lord shall be caught up. The Greek word is harpazio. It's snatched up. They shall be caught up together with the Lord in the air ever to be with him. I want you to know today that you're going to, you're going to go up too one day. Glory to God. I'm about to shout myself. <laughs> and when he had spoken these things, they 
they beheld and he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly towards heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, the same angels again. There was two earlier when he was uh, in the sepulcher there. That when people came, there was two angels waiting on them there to tell them, Jesus is alive. Go tell your brethren now. Here's the two angels here again. Stood by them in white apparel, which also said, You men of Galilee, why stand you gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, I'm just a, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. Then returned they to Jerusalem. Isn't that where Luke 24, 49 told them to go? They returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they were come in, they went to the upper room. <laughs> I'll get to that, God willing, next week. You know, again, 40 days after Jesus, he was alive for 40 days, I believe they must have tarried about another 10 days because the word penta means 50. And it said in verse chapter 2, now I'm getting ahead of myself, but the, the word chapter 2, verse 1, was pente, cost. That's 50. Penta means 50. 50 days after the resurrection, 40 of them Jesus was on the earth. Ten more, they were in the upper room. They came and went into the upper room where Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon Zelotes, James, the brother of uh, Judas, the brother of James. Verse 14, these all continued. I want to stop on this verse today. I want to challenge you to continue. Don't quit on Jesus. Don't quit on God's word. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication, getting specific with God, with the women and, mother, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. I'm going to stop there just for a place to stop. They all continued. I want to challenge you today. Does Jesus need to do any more in your life for you to believe he's real? Look at all he did for 40 days. He's real. Is he real to you? Are you letting your light shine? You know, during this time of what they call quarantine or whatever, you ought to be spending some just incredible times with the Lord. What an opportunity to spend some quality time with your Father, the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. I want to tell you, as you do, Psalm 1611 happens in your life. You'll know if you are. In His presence, there's fullness of joy. Right hand pleasures forevermore. Your joy will be there when you're in God's presence. Number two, the peace of God will be there. Number three, I want to challenge you in these days. Go back to that, that time with Jesus, with your Father every day. Get back into there and let him, number two, speak to you. He wants to speak to you. He wants to help you. 
You've got to be in position for him. I want to say that one word again. Position. Position yourself. Do you remember this with Martha and Mary? Martha was cumbered about with many things, had a whole lot on her mind. She was just burdened down so much. Her mind was on all these different things, and she was cumbered about with so many things. But it's said there in Luke uh, chapter 10 or 11 that Mary had chosen, somebody say chosen, the needful thing. It wasn't being cumbered about, doing so many different things. Mary said, I've got, there's a needful thing I need to do. And it said she was at the feet of Jesus. And it says she heard his word. I want to try to get you back in the presence of God long enough to hear God's word. For God to touch you. For God to heal you. For God to strengthen you. For God to give you some answers. For God to build your faith. For God to come through for you. Go back to his presence long enough. Matthew says this. Uh, when you go into your uh, uh, closet, shut the door. You know what that means to me? Cut the telephone. I mean telephone off. Cut the hell of it, uh, television off. Cut it all off. And just get alone with him. And watch what's happened. You'll be transformed in his presence. You can't help but be transformed. You're not alone today. Focus on that relationship. Get back in his presence. In his word every day. Number two, don't forget the purpose that God has you for. Don't be so focused on what you're going through. Focus on uh, the psalmist said in this, 23. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I'm telling you, there's people dying right now of many things in life. Not just this virus, but many things. But there's more than a half a million already been healed from it. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I will fear no, no fear. No fear. Get back into Psalm 91. Uh, again, verse 10, 11, 12 there. Study those verses again. Psalm 91. Under his shadow, under his wings, under his feathers, in his presence. And watch the results of Psalms 91. Focus on him. Focus on your purpose. And three, focus on what God says. And I promise you, you're going to come through this and you're going to be prepared to give an account for the hope that lies within you to somebody that needs Jesus. Let your light keep shining before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. God's working. Even though you can't see it, he's working. Even though you can't feel it, he's working. I want to pray with you right now. Number one, if you're not born again today, I just want you to say, Jesus, today, I surrender my life to you. I believe you're real. I really believe what I've heard on this broadcast in these last couple of weeks. I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe God raised you from the dead. I believe you bore all my sins in your body on the cross for me. I believe you shed your blood for me. 
I'm asking you today, would you save me? Would you take my life and use me any way you can? Would you come and live in me? Would you come and baptize me with the Holy Spirit as you did in Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit and fire came on all those in the upper room and they were endued with power from on high and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, tongues of men, tongues of angels, to empower them? I believe that if I call upon the name of the Lord, I shall be saved because the Bible says it. I'm calling on you, Jesus. Save me today. I, I, I receive all that you've done for me at the cross of Calvary. I receive my salvation today. If you've... If Thank you for listening. We hope the message has blessed you. We invite you to join us Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m., either in person or via Facebook Live. And again, don't forget to like our Facebook page and to follow us on Instagram at NBCHville.